can I tell you that the Holy Spirit is alive and well in the Christmas story? Boy, oh boy, oh boy. It, it, it excites me. I'm telling you, I don't know why we tell the Christmas story. Like, it's just this old Christmas story, old fairy tale. This is not a fairy tale. This is truth. This is gospel, okay? This beginning of the good news of the gospel. But I'm going to highlight in the first cha few chapters the Holy Spirit involvement in the Christmas story. First, let's begin with, of course, we, we always start with the Jesus birth, but I think it's, we got to mention the first mention of the Holy Spirit, and it's found in what the angel said, John the Baptist, be filled with the Holy Spirit. So let's go there. Let's, let's read this, this miraculous encounter with the angel messenger. And this is so cool. Let's go to Luke chapter 1. And we're going to stay in just Luke chapter 1. I'm telling you, this is Christmas is live. Okay, so that's going to be the title of this. Christmas is live. Let's talk about the Holy Spirit involved in the Christmas story. But let's talk about what lead, led up to that. Of course, the story of the announcement to Zacharias, the birth of the forerunner of Jesus, John the Baptist. You know the story. Let's go to Luke chapter 1. Okay, it says chapter 1, verse, let's start with verse uh, 5. It says, there was in the day of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was the daughter of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And there were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless but they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and they were both well advanced in years I'm just a drop a nugget they were both blameless and walked before the Lord follow his commandments but yet they did not have a child here he is serving as a man of God they're both men and women of God but yet they were barren okay I'm just dropping this nugget because we tend to think when people are not able to have a child something is wrong or a bad thing happened, something is wrong, they must have sinned. If she didn't do, he didn't do it, she must have sinned. But it clearly says, I love how it says that both of them, they were both righteous before God, but yet Elizabeth was bearing, and they were well advanced in years. And so this is a time where children were really considered blessings and gifts for the Lord. And so this is a shameful thing, especially for them to both be well advanced in years. So I just want to drop that nugget right there. And um, But yet they were barren. Let's go for it. Verse 8. So it was that when, that while he was serving, so he's serving as a priest before God in the order of division, according to the custom of the priesthood, it was his time to serve. His lot failed to burn incense. When he went into the temple of the Lord, and the whole multitude of the people were praying outside of the hour of incense. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, stand, standing on the right hand, right side of the altar of incense, which is like, wow, wow, because the right side of the altar of incense was considered the, the presence of God. And matter of fact, that's the reason why I was going to say he was fearful, because it's like, wow. And they just had a saying, you know, Jude, tradition was like, you see the presence of God on the right-hand side, you may not live, okay? According to Jewish tradition. And going on, but the angel said to him, 
Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife, I love this, your prayer is heard, and your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you should call his name John. I love that. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. Check this out. He's proclaiming, he's prophesying, and I love this, because you see the gifts, you see the gifts of the Spirit all through the Christmas story. I'm telling you that right now. The angel Lord, he's prophesying, saying he's going to be basically set apart. It's like the Nazar bow. He shall not drink, no, neither drink wine or strong drink now here's that nugget he will also be filled with the holy spirit even from his mother's womb see the holy spirit is very much involved in conception isn't that interesting that 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 the holy spirit could fill someone up even from the mother's womb that's a good highlight right there first mention right here in the, in the gospel luke chapter one he can be filled with the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb. Telling you he's at work even in the womb. It's amazing. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. This is important. This is important. He's the forerunner. To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. I tell you, that's what we're supposed to be doing. Because it's coming back. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. And the angel answered and said, I am Gabriel. Here he goes. It's Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God. And was sent to speak to you and to bring you glad tidings. Mm. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place. Because you did not believe my words will be fulfilled in their time, in their own time. I'm telling you, believe the word of the Lord. Let the Holy Spirit bring back to remembrance. Just like Jesus said, he will teach you and bring back to remembrance. Hold fast to God's words. If he said it, it's true. And said, and the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he lingered so long in the temple. But when he came out, he could not speak to them. <laughs> and they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned unto them and remained speechless. So it was soon as the days of the service completed that he departed to his own house. Now after those days, his wife Elizabeth did in fact conceive. This is prophecy being fulfilled right before our eyes, exactly like he said. Elizabeth conceived, and she hid herself five months. Thus the Lord had dealt with me, saying, Thus the Lord dealt with me in the days when he took, he looked on me, and took away my reproach among the people. He removed her shame. It's so, it's so good how God, you see the favor of the Lord in the Christmas story concerning his women. Moving on, we're still in just Luke chapter 1, verse 20. Let's see. Let's start with, what is this? 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel, here he goes, second time, he's showing up before a lady. The guy sending a messenger, this favors upon these women, I love that, was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. 
the virgin's name was Mary. Here we go. Mary, a young lady, a virgin. This is a miracle. Here we see, I'm telling you, you're going to see the gifts of the spirit. You're going to see prophecy. You're going to see gifts of knowledge. Here, he, you see, this is a miracle. She's a virgin. Okay? A virgin. This haven't happened before. Having come to the angel and said to her, Rejoice, highly favorite one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. I love that. Favor. You see the favor upon the Lord. By the very fact that he's coming to her, speak to her. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. And consider what matter of greeting was this. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Here go that word again. I love that. That favor. That's what we need, huh? And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the highest. You go prophesying. He's speaking the word before it even happens. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father of David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I don't know a man? I'm telling you, this is, this is, but let's, I love the answer. The angel answered and said to her, Here we go. Highlight, time to highlight. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Here's the deal. This is conception of the Holy Spirit. Here we go. The Holy Spirit is involved in the conception process. What did he say? She asked him a question. How can this be? I don't know a man. Here, first, this is miraculous. It's a miracle. She's a virgin. But also, what's going to happen? The Holy Spirit going to come upon you so that lets me know oh thank you lord and you could go back to even in the old testament how the holy spirit would come upon samson and other uh, kings and priests and they were able to do amazing things and samson was even a judge and the holy spirit came upon him he did mighty things and here we see the holy spirit coming upon another young lady and they even say studies showed that she was she was underage isn't that amazing the holy spirit i love that come upon her conception going on and now he's telling her he said now indeed elizabeth your relatives have also conceived a son in her old age i love this because this is to me he's not leaving her alone god is so good he doesn't leave mary alone in this this situation he he's letting her know i could do miraculous things so i'm gonna show you i already did a miracle with your Elizabeth, your relative, she's conceived a son even in her old age. <laughs> and this is now the sixth month for he, for her, who was barren. He let her know, okay, this is the God of miracles. She was barren even in her old age. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. That's what we're, we should be saying. According to thy word, let it be done unto me. This is a maidservant. Remember how the book of Joel talks about he pours out his spirit on his maidservant. Isn't this very interesting that 
the Holy Spirit is coming upon this young lady and she's she's just submitting. I'm their maidservant. Let it be done unto me according to thy word. Do you see her answer, her response? You see Zachariah's response? He should have submitted, but like, according to your word, you said it, God said it, so, so be it. And that's how we should be going on. It says, now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country to haste to the city. You know where she's going to see that cousin. She said, I want to see for myself this miracle. And entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Mary. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe, what babe? John in the womb leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth, highlight, highlight, double highlight, underline, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. I did a Bible study about that. It was like, I always thought that it just said that John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Spirit. Did y'all just see that? It said Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke with a loud voice. Look what she said. She says, blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. For why is it that granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? How did she know this? She's filled with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God has obviously revealed it to her. She's like the mother of my Lord. My Lord, isn't that something? Has come to me. He hasn't even died yet. He's just a babe. Has come to me. For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. That shows me oh, the Holy Spirit is so tangible. You see the joy? You see the fruit of the Spirit here? The joy, the baby in the womb is even responding. See that fruit of the spirit? Joy. They cause him to move and to leap. <laughs> no wonder why those of us can feel with the Holy Spirit. It affects our lips, it affects our body, it affects us in going, and it affects us in speaking. Look what she said. She said, But blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment. This is why you got to believe the word of the Lord. There will be a fulfillment of those which were told her from the Lord. We must trust God. Anything he said, it is so. I'm telling you, the good news is good, good news is spoken by God. If he said it, it is so. And Mary said, she said a song. Hallelujah. I told you, it affects her lips. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in the God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. This is a big deal. Like today, we like, yeah, we know we think men and women and stuff equal, which we're not. We equal in the eyes of God. But you notice what she said. She understands. She's like, he's regarded. You don't know. At that time, they, they didn't regard men and women as the same. So the favor of the Lord, the very fact that God has sent an angel before her, and she understands, she recognizes this favor. She said, for he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant, and behold, his henceforth all generations will call me blessed. What we still do to this day, for he who is mighty has come great, had done great things for me. Holy is his name. I love this song. And his mercy is on those who fear him. From generation to generation. This continues. This is why we must share this good news. Tell the whole counsel of God. 
He has shown his strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud to the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things. And the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of mercy. He spoke to his, our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed. And Mary remained with her for three months and returned to her house. Now Elizabeth's full time came for her to be delivered as she did bring forth a son. And when her neighbor's relatives heard how the Lord had showed her great mercy, they rejoiced with her. Telling the joy of the Lord. When you see someone miraculous like that, I love how they took time to rejoice. We have to learn to rejoice with our sisters in Christ. And I love how Christ did not leave, leave the young lady Mary alone to herself. She was able to experience that with another lady, an older lady. Did you notice the older lady's response? She said, blessed are you. She didn't condemn her. She encouraged her in the Lord. You know how Paul talks about the older women should encourage the younger women. We see this example right there of Elizabeth's response, not of jealousy or envy, but saying, blessed are you and rejoicing with her. And we see the others. I love how the neighbors and relatives heard how the Lord wasn't anybody else doing the lord has showed great mercy he acted you know when god showed mercy he acts <laughs> and so they how they came and rejoiced with her it's so important i see the joy of the lord in these scriptures the fruit of the spirit the unity the bond of perfection how paul talks about the unity the bond of perfection is by the holy spirit guys let's go on it says, I'm only in chapter 1. So it was on the eighth day that they came to circumcise this child, that they would have called him by the name Father Zacharias. Y'all know it? Usually, even tradition, we still try to call by the name of the father. But his mother answered and said, no, he shall be John. Why did she say that? Because the messenger, the angel of the Lord, spoke to him and said, his name shall be John. So she's standing up. Remember? Holy Spirit, she's like, uh-uh. Thus says the Lord, his name shall be John. <laughs> okay, it is what it is. But they said to her, there is no one among your relatives who is called by this name. So they made signs to the father. Remember, he couldn't speak <laughs> what he would have called him. And he, he asked for a writing tablet and wrote saying, his name is John. So they all marveled. Immediately, his mouth was open, see, and tongue loose, and he spoke praising God. Then fear came upon all those who dwelt around them, and those sayings were discussed among all of the hill country. You know it. He, he was mute, and now he could speak. And all those who heard them kept in their hearts, saying, What kind of child will this be? And the hand of the Lord was upon him. Go on now. His father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. Highlight, highlight time. His father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, his mouth was open. The Holy Spirit affected their lips, just like in the book of Acts. The Holy Spirit affected his lips, and he began to prophesy, blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. It hasn't even happened yet. They're prophesying. You see that? Gets of the Holy Spirit, he's prophesying, and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of servant David. And he spoke by the mouth of the holy prophets, who have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all 
who hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers, to remember his holy covenant, to the oath which he swore to Father Abraham, to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him with fear and holiness and righteousness before him in all the days of our lives, and you child will be called the prophet of the highest for you should go before the face of the lord to prepare his ways he's prophesying to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins through the tender mercies of our god with which the day spring from on high has visited us to give us light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace this is what we should be doing we should be prophesying those of us filled with the holy spirit remember it says your sons and your daughters shall prophesy i love how he spoke the word concerning his child he prophesied over them you he said to give light to those who sit in dark in this this is wonderful this is woman. He knew who his child was. You are going to prepare the way of the Lord. Remember, he was a priest that spoke forth the truth of God about salvation. Isn't that wonderful? That's what we're supposed to be declaring. The good news. The good news. Let's go on. So the child grew, became strong in the spirit. It was in the deserts to the day of his manifestation. Chapter 2. Christ. He's on the scene. It came to pass in those days that the decree went out from Caesar Augustus. I'm going to skip over this part. Let's go on um, to verse. It says, so it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. Of course, in Bethlehem. She brought forth her firstborn son wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in. Which was, by the way, a fulfillment of prophecy talks about that in the Old Testament. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over the flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, before the shepherds. And this is what we got to recognize. Shepherds, let's recognize. People of God, let's recognize the messenger, what they're saying. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord showed around them, and they were greatly afraid. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which I will be to all people. This is what we're supposed to be declaring, shepherds. Come on, leaders. This is for all people. Not some. You ain't supposed to be picking and choosing. This is for all people okay declaring the good news glad tidings for all people okay for there is born to you this day in the city of david a savior okay we're supposed to be declaring for all people a savior has been born <laughs> this day the lord said this is the day that the lord has made in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord, the anointed one. Oh, I love that. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swallowing clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, I mean, what amazing counter this is. You get this? Saying, glory to God. And the highest and on earth peace this is what he brought to us because we're here 
on earth. Peace and goodwill toward men. This is what he brought. I love that. And so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go into Bethlehem and see this thing that see this thing that has come to pass, when the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. This is what we do. We must go to God for ourselves. We must be willing to go. Shepherds, be willing to humble yourself and, and call upon the name of the Lord yourself. I love how they how we have to see for ourselves. Yes, you must know and recognize who is Lord and Savior and you're not. <laughs> That's the key right there. It came and see for themselves. And when they had seen him, you know what the next thing they did? Because this is the key. When they had seen him for who, when they seen him for themselves, you know the next thing they did? Is that they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. This is what we're supposed to be declaring among the people. Men and women of God, we're supposed to be like shepherds. And whoever come before us, whether they're little children, old children, teenage, old, young and old, we're supposed to be declaring to them the things concerning this child. That this is Lord. That this is Savior. I love this. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. I love how they said they made widely known. That means they were sharing it everywhere they went. Widely known concerning this child. That this was not just a little baby. This is Christ the Lord. Okay? Who brings goodwill towards all. Towards all. That's what they made widely known. And that's exactly what we're, we are to be doing to this day. Those of us filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the whole point. Holy Spirit. Remember Jesus told the disciples to be witnesses. He said, wait here. You've seen my gift. The power of the Holy Spirit to empower you to be witnesses. From all over the world. They made widely known this. It says, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all these things that had, that they had heard and seen as it was told of them. I'm telling you, this is the Christmas story. The Holy Spirit is alive and well. He's alive and well today, which is why we're supposed to be doing exactly what the shepherds did. Make widely known. Ask them. Ask the Lord. Humble yourself and bow before Christ our Lord. Humble yourself. As you come to know him, you are to truly make him known. This is not just a baby. This is not a child. This is Christ, the anointed one. Okay, I encourage everyone, humble yourself during this time and acknowledge that he's Christ the Lord. This is the beginning of the good news story. He came. It was a baby, but that baby rose up. He got on the cross and he died for me and you, for all. So it's time for us to make widely known that he is Jesus Christ the Lord. Merry Christmas and Christmas to all.
goodness of the Lord, the, the great Emmanuel, is with us. I want to share with you, let's read out of Isaiah 9. Isaiah 9. It says, it says, nevertheless, nevertheless, the, the dimness, the darkness shall, shall not be such as was in her vexation when at first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali. Now, Zebulon, did you know that Zebulon and Naphtali, they were sons of Jacob. So I want to emphasize this. They were sons of Jacob. And one of those names actually meant dwelling. And that's something one actually meant wrestling like wrestling with God through prayer. And the other one actually means dwelling, okay? Because one of them was actually conceived by one of Jacob's um, handmaids, and the other one was by Leah. So, but these were actually Jacob's sons. So this land that we're talking about was actually, you got to understand, sons of Jacob here. And, and we're going somewhere with this. Just hold on. I'm going somewhere with these scriptures, but I'm reading from Isaiah chapter 9. I'm going to go on. It's going to sound very familiar to you once I get there. But we just, of course, we just skip over certain parts in the scriptures, and I want to go further. And let's go back to it. It says, so nevertheless, the gloom will not be upon her who is distressed. I'm reading New King James Version now. <laughs> As when at first, as he light lightly esteemed the land of Zabalon, I'm messing up these names, okay, forgive me, and the land of Nephtali, and afterwards more heavily oppressed her by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan and Galilee of the Gentiles. Does it sound familiar? You heard of, <laughs> of Jordan, remember, baptism, and Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest. This is actually a prophecy that Isaiah the prophet spoken. You'll understand why, which is why to understand this, we've got to tell a little bit about the history of what was actually happening. These were sons of Jacob. So this is a promise of being fulfilled. Though darkness was upon their land and different things were going on, guess what's getting ready to happen? I love how this is said. So you multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoiced before you according to the joy of harvest. <laughs> it's harvest time. As men rejoice when they divide the spoil, for you have broken the yoke of the burden. And the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. Every warrior sandal from the noisy battle, and garments rolled in blood, while he used for burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born. For unto us a son is given. So you're familiar with that part. But like I said, we usually don't know the history of this. This is prophecy being fulfilled darkness and different things were going on but here's the prophecy for ahead of time you know who we're talking about 
is capitalized. A child is born, and unto us a son is given. This is Christ our Lord. Isn't it interesting? A child was born. Isn't it interesting how the enemy usually goes after? He don't even want, he wants to abort before the child is even born. So thank the Lord. This child, and we're speaking of Jesus, was born. And unto us, the son was given. Free gift for Christ. It says, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and the peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. From the time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. I'm telling you right now, we've seen the mighty acts of God. We've seen him, the Israelites, the Jews, and different people of different nations have seen God, wonderful. That term wonderful means he's a he's a miracle worker. And we know he's talking about Jesus who came, who was born from a Virgin Mary. We've seen him perform his wonderful acts, which he still do to this day because it's a state. It says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And so it says his name will be called wonderful. And that term, that's the term he does mighty mighty acts you know he performed miracles wonderful counselor mighty god i was reading here that means you know what that means he will actually stand because it's capitalized which refers to a person capable of standing before kings and leaders to give wisdom and advice as stated in John chapter 7, verse 46, Christ's wisdom stunned even his opponents who said, never have we heard a man spoke like this. Remember, he spoke as one that had authority. Many of the high priests, and scribes, where did you get this from? Remember, he was wise in counsel. He was the counselor. He is our counselor. I want to remind you of that. He can stand before you. He is your advocate counsel he counsels you in the night season he is your counselor when you cannot get that call or set that appointment all you got to do is call upon him i just want to remind you he is the same yesterday today creating he's doing still doing wonderful things in our lives performing miracles he is still the counselor he's the still the one that we can go to for wisdom and insight guys i want to remind you that it says mighty god He's still performing mighty miracles. In a minute, I'm going to go over some examples of this to confirm that the area, the very area what I was talking about of these two boys from Sons of Jacob, you're going to notice we're going to go over how God indeed, Jesus indeed, he was born. And while he was here on earth, he showed himself mighty. He performed miracles. He showed himself as the mighty counselor right here near the area i'm gonna tell you the area the area is the same area where the sons of jacob were isn't that something along galilee isn't that something he you're gonna find out jesus performed a lot of actually his miracles near what galilee isn't that something it's amazing <laughs> the messiah called the mighty God, the everlasting Father. Christ said that those who saw him actually saw the Father, as stated in the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 30. 
those who saw him actually saw the father. He's a perfect example. You want to know how God is? You want to know how God the father is? Look at Jesus. Remember Jesus out of his own mouth, which is why he stated, he said, I only do what I say the father do. You understand? He was just simply imitating his heavenly father, which we're supposed to be doing as his sons and daughters. So he performed, as you could go and read in the Gospels, that he, along Galilee, he performed these miracles. He acted as counselor and as a mighty God right here on earth. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. You got to understand, there will be no end of his kingdom. And you got to understand, in Revelation, he will be ruling, ruling. Guys, God understand. He is going to be ruling and reigning as King of Kings. Okay, and and according to Revelations twenty, he will Christ. And I love how this Christ will cause all wars to cease during the thousand year rule from Jerusalem, and he will indeed be ruling forever and ever. We have something to look forward to. But you got to understand, since he's the Prince of Peace. Peace comes from him. Remember he said, greater is he that's in me as he is in the world. Remember he said, in this world, Christ, he even said in the gospel, in this world. He said, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. In this world, you will have trials and tribulation, but be of good cheer. Isn't that what he said? Peace. Peace comes from him. Remember, he brought peace and goodwill towards all. This is why we must testify here. Of him, and I want to go into. I want to clarify again from these two sons. This was the land that was stated. Because remember, we skipped along in this prophecy. But if you read, start with nine one, you understand they're talking about the same land, which which these two sons of Jacob. So you know this is fulfilling prophecy promises. You know this is God showing Himself mighty in the midst of their darkest situation. He's showing, I'm coming. I'm going to bring peace in this situation to those, to even the next generation, generation, hundreds of years even later. Let's go there. Let's look how in the Gospels He in fact did that. Let's look at what the Gospel says. One in Matthew actually states. Let's see where it is in Matthew chapter four. It says, Jesus went about all Galilee. Okay, this remember, reminding you, this is the area of those two sons of Jacob. And of course, Christ, he shows up there. He shows up there. Remember, even when he came on the scene, even people, <laughs> they were like, can anything good come out of Nazareth? But you got to understand, because this area was considered a dark area for the Jews. And we're going to see how Jesus coming to bring light into darkness. Even he was stated in the Gospel of John, he said, those who follow me does not even, you won't walk in darkness if you follow me. I am the light of the world. And you'll find out in several examples through the Gospel where he did great mighty miracles it says right here chapter 4 matthew chapter 4 verse 23 jesus went about all galilee teaching in their synagogues preaching the gospel of the kingdom as i said we think it's just church no god's kingdom goes beyond the, your walls okay i just gotta remind you preaching 
the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases among the people. Then his fame went out throughout Syria, and there brought to him all the sick people who were afflicted with various diseases, guys, and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them, okay? This is what happened in the area. The great multitude followed him from Galilee, and from there, you got to understand, this is what happened there. Even there, you go further, Matthew 4, 10, 4, yes, what is this here? It is 4, 418. You see here, it says, Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two brothers, Simon Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting out a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Where did this happen at? The Sea of Galilee. So he even called his disciples to follow them in this area. Isn't this something? I love how this, because this shows the faithfulness of God. You know, it was a dark time, the sons of Jacob time, the same area. But here he comes to lighten it up. This promise is being fulfilled right here. Okay. And then it says, and they immediately left their nets and followed them. I love that. He said, going, going on from there, he saw the two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left the boat, and, they, and their father, that's, that is speak volumes, because sometimes we've got to leave what's familiar to us. you got to understand, they were fishermen. Didn't it just say that? So they were willing to leave <laughs> what was familiar to them, including their father, and what did they do to cleave to Christ? And they followed him. Again, this stated, this was near the Sea of Galilee. Fulfillment of promise, fulfillment of prophecy right before our eyes. And it continues. It continues. That's why I said it's forever. Let's go on. I want to show you something else in the book of Mark. And there's plenty of other stories how he healed and delivered. But you'll notice it was around those areas of Galilee. And by the way, this was a dark area. Even for the Jews, it was like, this is a dark area. Can anything good come out of it? Of course, Christ did. And what did he do? He's ministering to some of everybody. He showed himself mighty and bringing peace in different situations. Another thing, it says, let's go and mark. Let's see where we're going to Oh, here we go. Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter Mark chapter 1. I love this. It says, It came to pass those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Didn't I mention that earlier? I'm telling you this fulfilling prophecy. It said, Immediately coming up from the waters, he saw the heavens parting and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son in whom I am pleased. Again, this is happening in the same area. Jesus, God is speaking from heaven. This is my well son. I am well pleased. John the Baptist is baptizing Jesus in, in the same area, guys. I love this. And it also goes on to say, it says, Jesus begins his Galilean ministry. It says, now after John was put in prison, in verse 14, we're in Mark. And you go, these, 
you could find in all these gospels. Just you'll find out in all of them that he was doing performing miracles near this area, the Galilee. And telling you, is that now after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. That's what we should be declaring. Repent and believe in the good news. Isn't it something that Jesus came on the scene talking about repent? So why are we not talking about people need to repent? You know what that word means? We need to start telling people repent. Believe in the gospel, the good news. Jesus Christ has came, died for your sins. Repent means to change of mind, to do a full turn. Change of mind, change of action. We need to encourage people to change, guys. Complete transformation. Change your way. Change your way of thinking. Then actions will follow. Truly repent. Not just saying, I'm sorry. Remember how Paul said, the very goodness of the Lord leads you to repentance. Let's encourage people to do so. And this is why he did. He performed many, many, many miracles. It talks about that. You keep going, preaching. In Galilee. I mean, just all over. You will say, you can see the goodness of God. He's performing mighty, mighty miracles. I'm going to read you another one. Another, I was going to read you about, he even, he even delivered. I want to talk about healing. Even, you know, when the unclean spirit came out. Where where you think that happened at? It was near Galilee. Near Galilee. Telling someone to be, become whole. Of course this was happening near that. You know? Because he, he this is Jesus. He was healing, delivering them, setting free right near Galilee, this area. That's what I'm saying. He brought light. He brought light to this area. That even the Jews themselves thought was dark to this area. I love how he, you know, he healed the even the unclean spirits. He set them free. It's amazing to me how God just. I mean, you just see it fulfilled in most of these scriptures. It's, it's just happening. It's amazing. I'm telling you, just go back, just go back and look at how many times that Jesus. The areas where he healed and set free. One man was healed. It says this. Let's read it. Mark 1. The healing. This even happened. They went into Capernaum. Immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching. Of course. Remember I told you he was a wonderful counselor? For he taught them as one having authority, not as scribes. Now there was a man in their synagogue with the unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone. We have nothing to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth. Did you come to destroy us? I know that who you are, the Holy One of God. Isn't it something that the unclean spirits recognize God? The Holy One of God. I, it makes it's like I've been wondering because sometimes the Christians are like, Do you recognize who we have, the anointed one to destroy yokes? Go back to what I read. He destroys yokes. Wonderful counselor. Here we go. It says, but Jesus rebuked him, saying, be quiet, and some 
and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed in him, cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. Then they were all amazed, till that they questioned among themselves, saying, Who is this? Remember, this is wonderful. This is Counselor. This is Prince of Peace. What new doctrine is this? For what authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And immediately his fame spread throughout all the region around Galilee. You want to know why? Because he was healing and set free. He, the Prince of Peace, that showed up. That was what's bringing peace. Because he was setting them free from unclean spirits, healing the diseases and sickness right in this area. This is for fulfillment of prophecy and in which he continues. That's why it's stated forever. This is not just, oh, that was just then when Jesus was walking. But let me remind you, see, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Something I want to remind you of and we forget about two witnesses because I, I want to encourage you to testify about these things Christ is fulfilling prof prophecy right before our eyes he's still wonderful he's still doing miracles and mighty works before our eyes but I want to give you two examples right after Christ was born let's look at Luke 2 two witnesses okay I encourage you, you study in your own time. You will find out a lot of miracles were performed around the Galilean area. Let's go to Luke 2. Luke chapter 2, verse 3, verse, let me see. I'm reading from verse 22. It says, now in the days when her purification, talking about Mary, okay, according to the law, when she, of Moses, were completed. They brought him, speaking of Jesus, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. This was customary of the Jews. As it was written of the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. Isn't this something? Remember I just read even the demon, even unclean spirit recognized that holy unto the Lord. But going back to the scripture, it says, And to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. So that's what they did. They brought sacrifice. They brought baby Jesus to the temple according to the law. And that's what they offered. It's very interesting that Jesus, Mary, they brought a lowly sacrifice. And so the sacrifice that were offered by Jesus' family proves that he was born they didn't have very much because they said customary to law. The law required a woman to offer a lamb on the occasion of a birth, but the poor were allowed to instead bring two dirt turtle doves or pigeons. Okay, so this is very interesting. So our lowly Savior, he came on the scene. But check this out, what the two witnesses are going to say. They're gonna, you're going to notice they know this is more than just a baby, right? Verse 25, it said, Behold, there was a man, check this out, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devoured, waiting for the consolation of Israel. <laughs> I love this. He's waiting. This is what we should, consolation, comfort of Israel for the whole nation. And the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been revealed to him. Check this out. By the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen 
the Lord's Christ. So he's waiting. He's like, I don't even want to experience death until I behold him for myself. So he came by the Spirit. Remember, he was led by the Spirit to the temple. And when I'm reading verse 27, you can read by itself. Isn't there something how the Holy Spirit is involved in this? This witnessing of Christ? <laughs> Even at, when he was a child, okay, he said, He came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought the child, Jesus to do for them according to the custom of their law, because they were Jews, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace mm. according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all the peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people of Israel. And Joseph and his mother, they marveled at these things. And there's something he knew this was not just no baby. He's like, he's bringing comfort and consolation to the nation. You know, this is salvation has come, I behold him. He said, I can't even, I can't even depart from here until I see. I can't depart in peace until I see salvation for myself. So that shows he, he by the spirit of God, he knew this was more than a child. Do you understand? Do we see we understand that this is God with us, Emmanuel. He understood that. He said, and Joseph and his mother, they marvel at those things which were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed him and said to his Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel, for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce to your own soul also that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Because he was basically saying, he's, he knew, he's like, Mary, you're going to grieve for what's going to happen to this child. But this child is destined. This child has purpose. Isn't it something that he knew? He knew by the Spirit of God, this child is destined to rise and fall of many and going to bring salvation to the nation. And this is something, I'm going to tell you something I pray concerning my loved ones that I know that haven't experienced the Lord in a personal way for themselves. I often think of Simeon, how he prays that I don't want to depart here until I see salvation. So this is something you can pray for your lost loved ones. Encourage you. I would encourage you to pray the same thing. Don't let them depart because they can't truly be in peace. <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? Like, be like Simon. Don't let your servant depart until you experience your salvation. Simeon did it. And I ask you, do you experience him in a personal way, like Simeon, that he's Lord and Savior? Have you submitted to that? Have you encouraged others to do so? Let's go on to the other witness. Okay, that was a man, an older gentleman here, witness in the temple. Let's think about Anna. This is Anna bears witness of the Redeemer. She calls him Redeemer. Let's go on. Verse 36. It says, Now there was one, Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Hanel of the tribe of Asher. She was a great age and had lived with her husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple but served God with fastings and prayers 
She was a prophetess. I'm going to say that again. This woman was a prophetess. And at, the, at that instant, this is and coming in that instant, Simeon is there. Here she comes. Here come the two witnesses. Remember, the Bible, according to Deuteronomy, everything got to be established at least two or three witnesses. Here we have a man, and here we have a woman. And this, that's happened to be called a prophetess. Isn't that amazing? This is amazing. So you have no excuse. And by the way, she's a widow. She don't have no husband. Because many of us would say, well, leave it to your husband. She's a widow, guys, an older woman. Or leave it to the young people. So what's your excuse? God used Anna as a prophetess to declare who he was. It says, and coming in an instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him. Who's she talking about? Christ, the Lord. Spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. So in her hometown, she spoke of this redeemer, Christ. She didn't keep it to herself. This widow. So what do you think we're supposed to be doing, guys? So I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. This is indeed wonderful, counselor, mighty God. Today, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, today. And encourage you, the government, there's no end to his government. <laughs> you know, some, some of us, I'm waiting for who's going to come up in election and this and that and what the governor are going to say and those who, who are going to get elected this time and this upcoming year and all this and that. I'm going to tell you something. We better start trusting in the Lord. His kingdom, his government, there is no end. I want to encourage you to look to Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Stop trusting in all the leaders, the princes, the, the governing officials, because they need to submit to the Lord themselves. Start trusting in the wonderful counselor who the scripture says, according to Isaiah 9, there will be no end actually to his government. And he's actually the prince of peace. He has established peace for us, the scripture said. Peace derived comes from Christ. Do you understand? Not from the world, not from the government, not from this system, but from Christ. He is the Prince of Peace. I know it was stated in Isaiah, but remember, these things are forever. There's no end to his kingdom. He's still, he's still Lord. And we have something to look forward to. But I'm telling you, we have him to this day. Will you call upon him? Will you share the Prince of Peace to others so they can make peace with God and get to know God, the everlasting Father? I love how the terms when speaking of Christ, he's, he gives everlasting consolation, everlasting love, everlasting Father. And you can know him yourself. I want to encourage you, get to know him yourself. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. There's no end to these things. He's already begun them, guys. In the midst of dark situations, I know times look dark right now. But let him enlighten your darkness. Let him enlighten your darkness as a prince of peace. 